the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Russia's latest nuclear threats will not be forcing any change in America's nuclear policies. President Vladimir Putin says he's not bluffing about using all means available if Russia's territory is threatened. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. We obviously take these threats very seriously, uh, but we have not seen any reason to adjust our own nuclear posture at this time. At the U.N., President Biden told world leaders that Putin's threats are reckless and U.S. diplomats urged other nations to tell Russia to stop making nuclear threats. Greg Clugston, Washington. Fall weather setting in in Ukraine. That's making the fields too muddy for tanks, and it could begin to slow Ukrainian efforts to take back more Russian-held territory before the winter freeze sets in. The clock is ticking, really, for both sides now. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher says you can't make this up. Headline, quote, they enriched us, unquote. Migrants' 44-hour visit leaves indelible mark on Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) They enriched us. For 44 hours before we kick them out. You can't make this up. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Brad Carlson, the closer for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, on the way here on AM 1280. The Patriot. He was a part of our Here to Help campaign at the Salvation Army, and thanks to you, and to his help as well, we got more than $27,000 raised so the people don't have to make a decision between food or medicine. Thank you for that. And thanks to Geritom Medical for their support. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so feel free to check us out there. Obviously, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and check out the live video there. You can interact as well. We do have a comment thread, so feel free to leave a comment or question there. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Between it being a beautiful fall day and uh, football season and whatnot, might not be as many people listening live as normal, but that's okay. If you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate whenever you tune in. Thank you, as always. Uh, This is one of those shows where, uh, you know, I like doing two hours. That's just enough for me. But if I had to, I could fill three or four hours uh, today. That's for sure. There's a lot going on this past week, so we'll try to get to uh, as much of it as we can. But uh, 
There has been a trend that has been unfolding in the President Joe Biden administration uh, for 20 months. I mean, he's been he he was inaugurated 20 months ago, and it just seems like from the beginning that he's having to be micromanaged. I mean, you, you can go back to the first couple of weeks in office, and I remember this vividly. Really, there wasn't a whole lot for him to do as far as legislation, you know, because obviously January of 2021, when the president was inaugurated, you just had a new Congress that was sworn in and they, and you know, they were just getting started on, you know, whatever agenda items that they were getting to. So there was really no legislation for the president to sign as, as with any president, really all they're doing the first week or so is well, finding out where the restroom is first of all, (laughs) uh, signing executive orders. And that's really what President Biden was doing. I I remember this vividly. This was within the first couple of weeks he was in office. He was signing executive orders in front of, you know, the media scrum. The media scrum was allowed into the Oval Office as he was performing the ceremonial signing of whatever executive order it was. And then as soon as he was done, he, he, he got up from his desk and all of a sudden the press, as they're wont to do, starts you know, shouting questions toward him, you know, because that's their job, particularly the White House uh, correspondents. And the president's handlers, I remember this, they were shooing the press out of the office. Okay, that's it. President's done. He signed his executive orders. Time to go. Time to move on. You know, okay, that, that'll be enough. There'll be no more questions. The president's not taking any questions. It's like, wait a minute. He's in office a week or two. He basically was in a bunker during the 2020 campaign. Why is he not answering questions? And you know what's amazing to me is some of the, like MSNBC, uh, Kyle Griffin, who works for MSNBC, uh, he's probably the biggest leftist, one of the bigger leftist shills out there on Twitter. He posted video of that. And you know what his takeaway of that was? Wow. Kind of. Isn't that nice? Kind of some normalcy being restored to the Oval Office. You can hear dogs barking in the background because the president had a couple of pet German shepherds. And, of course, the Trump family was famous for not having any pets in the White House. It's like, okay, Kyle, your biggest takeaway is dogs barking. When you have his handlers shooing the press out of the office and the outrage meter would have been turned up to Spinal Tap 11 had President Donald Trump's Handlers shooed the press out of the office. Oh, a chill in the air. Democracy dies in darkness. Yeah. But your takeaway is you hear dogs barking. So why am I bringing all this up? I'm bringing all this up because it's pretty apparent after a 60 Minutes interview that aired this past Sunday that President Biden... Well, turns out he kind of needs to be micromanaged. So this was uh, President Biden talking to 60 Minutes correspondent Scott Pelley, and they were they were in uh, Detroit. They were walking through an auto show, and Scott Pelley brought up the fact that, hey, this is the first auto show that's been here in a few years, you know, the implication being that people haven't been able to gather for the obvious reason. So, uh, Consigliere, cut number one. This is uh, 60 Minutes White, uh, 60 Minutes correspondent Scott Pelley talking to President Biden. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. How many times did he say the pandemic is over? said it twice. He said it twice. The pandemic is over. And now, really, that's more, for a lot of people, that's more a, a, a confirmation rather than a revelation. People are like, oh, my God, wait, what? Pandemic is over. Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. Here, let's get rid. Let's throw, throw away our masks. Okay, let's start gathering closer than six feet. All right, Not it's over. Yeah, uh, people have already been doing that, and really, people started to get out of the mode of of the pandemic 
restrictions. The vast majority of people, probably a little more than a year ago, when vaccines became readily available to the general public. I mean, around March or April of 2021, initially it was the most vulnerable or your uh, those who are in essential positions. Like my wife, for instance, she's a school teacher, and they wanted teachers to get back in the classroom as much as possible. So, you know, first responders and essential positions like teachers. You know, that was kind of a February-March time frame. And then once it got to be April or May, then they became more readily available. So it's like, okay, anybody who wants a vaccine can get a vaccine. And I mean, I got my first jab in April, mid-April, because, you know, my my reasoning, I've been very clear on the show, my reasoning for getting the vaccine is I have an 80-year-old mother who has underlying health conditions, okay? And if I want to visit my mother, I want to be sure that I don't bring the virus to her. Now, of course, her being very vulnerable, she was one of the first to get a vaccine, okay? So you could say I was being overly cautious. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I made my choice. You made yours, okay? If people want to denigrate my choice, That's their opinion, but at the end of the day, it's my choice, just like it was your choice to not get vaccinated. Like, I had family members who chose not to get vaccinated, and that's fine. But my my rationale was, okay, I'm vaccinated. I feel I'm I'm much more protected from the virus that was still out there. You know, you're taking the risk, not not so much me anymore. So, again, I bring all that up to say, that people pretty much knew that the pandemic w- was over. However, why, why were why was all of a sudden, and, and you know what was kind of ironic about this, let me take a step back, that morning, last Sunday morning, less than 12 hours before that 60 Minutes interview aired, Joe Concha wrote at The Hill that, let me see if I can find that uh, story here, Joe Concha wrote at The Hill uh, he kind of uh, pondered. He's like, um, say, uh, in fact, let me look at the, uh, let me be sure I got the headline correct. Why is fact-checking disappeared under Biden? Because, I mean, Trump, it was a regular thing. And, 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 and again, not saying that Trump shouldn't have been fact-checked. I've been very clear about my feelings about Trump and very upfront in my opinion that he always had a casual relationship with the truth, if I'm going to be understating it. But why hasn't Biden been fact-checked? I mean, he's said some rather dubious things, particularly about firearms, where he was saying that, you know, I mean, he says a lot, a lot of very questionable things about firearms, like an a, particularly a lot of dubious statements about AR-15s that were just emphatically false. But no one wants to fact-check him because... The people who do the fact-checking, well, that fits within their narrative, their leftist narrative. And so if we're to denigrate AR-15s, okay, so he's not maybe telling the truth, but if he's going to denigrate AR-15s and that prevents AR-15s from getting out there, okay, that's cool. Well, it's not going to prevent AR-15s from getting out there by telling lies about them. But I digress. So I bring all that up to say that the Washington Post, all of a sudden— kind of gave a quasi-fact check. The editorial board, uh, the next day, the very next day, after the president's 60 Minutes interview aired, came out with an opinion saying, no, President Biden, the pandemic is not over. And I'll read an excerpt real quick from this editorial. Mr. Biden has not ended the official pandemic emergency. When the official emergency ends... Some 15 million will lose Medicaid coverage. The reason for a student loan repayment pause will end. The rationale for Trump-era border restrictions still held in place by a court will disappear. All this policy transition must not be done carelessly or hastily. So there you have it. They've given up the game. They've told on themselves. Why are they strenuously objecting to the president saying that the pandemic is over? Because these goodies, these government goodies, are all of a sudden going to dry up. So conveniently, they decide to issue a very stern fact check of the president. Now, conservative outlets do it all the time. But Washington Post, their headline, The Democracy Dies in Darkness, they came up with that slogan once Trump came into office because Trump, of course, was openly attacking a hostile media as fake news. 
They say, well, democracy dies in darkness. Well, even though that slogan is still on the Washington Post masthead, they really haven't been living up to that standard since January, uh, just an arbitrary date, January 20th, 2021. Let's just throw out an arbitrary date there. Oh, yeah, that's the day President Biden was inaugurated, coincidentally enough. So when we come back, uh, Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, she has the unenviable task of spinning for the Biden administration. I never envy uh, any White House press secretary, whether it's a Democrat or Republican president, because they often face a pretty some pretty hostile questioning in that press room, and their spin it leaves a lot to be desired. But Corrine Jean-Pierre then appeared on MSNBC the next day, and we'll have that sound clip when we come back. And we're also available to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, Log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you have any comments or questions. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Pretty comments or questions. And we do have our 
live stream up and running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so feel free to check us out there. Wild Wilson, as always, discovers the live stream. Wild, always good to hear from you, sir. Thanks, as always, for checking in from the uh, great state of Texas. Uh, Continuing my uh, discussion on President Biden's 60 Minutes appearance, it aired last Sunday, and a lot of different, uh, a lot of comments that he made during that appearance, the one that really stood out was the pandemic is over, and he said it twice. It wasn't just like a slip of the tongue or people are spinning his words into something he didn't really say. No, he said the pandemic is over, and he said it twice. And there are people who are interested in seeing the pandemic continue because, as again, as the Washington Post pointed out, and, and again, this is one of the first real emphatic fact checks of the president I have seen in the 20 months he's, of his administration from a uh, mainstream media publication, that is, where it says, well, you know, the pandemic can't be over because 15 million will lose Medicaid and the reason for a student loan pay- repayment pause will end and the rationale for Trump era border restrictions still held in place by a court, you know, that's going to disappear you know, this 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 can't be done hastily. Well, again, people have pretty much moved on from the pandemic. I mean, college football Saturday, look at look at all the people, thousands upon thousands of people crushing together in college football stadiums every Saturday. And they were doing it last year at this time as well. The pande- pandemic is over. OK, people aren't going to put up with restrictions anymore. So uh, this was really, again, more a revelation and a confirmation for a lot of people. But again, progressives. Big government progressives, uh, uh, you know, the mask Karens and all that, they need to cling to the pandemic. And Corrine Jean-Pierre, who is President Biden's press secretary, this is cut number two. She appeared on MSNBC the next day. And uh, this Corrine Jean-Pierre, God bless her, just awful at her job. Absolutely awful. And when she's asked questions, particularly by Peter Ducey from Fox News, she always says, ah, oh, Peter, 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 I knew you were going to ask that question. I knew you were going to ask it. And then she gives an incomprehensible, awful answer. It's like, if you knew that question was coming, how do you give such an awful answer? Is what I find myself saying. Well, this particular sound clip, cut number two, she's appearing on some MSNBC program, and she was asked specifically about President Biden's comment on 60 Minutes. Also on the 60 Minutes interview said that the pandemic is over. There's been quite a bit of pushback to that uh, statement by the president. Where is he today on that? So just to step back for a second, what we saw during that interview, uh, 60 minute interview, when he made those comments, he was walking through uh, the the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, and he was looking around. We have to remember the last time that they had held that event was three years ago. Even as we're talking about Unga, the president's going to speak shortly, as I just mentioned, we that hasn't been held in, in person for about three years as well. So we are in a different time. He's been very consistent about that. And the reason why is because we are now prepared. We are now ready. We know how to deal with uh, this pandemic. It is now more manageable. It's not as disruptive as it's been uh, in the prior in the prior years. And so and it is because of what this president has done on day one. If you think about where we were when he walked in, 3000 people were dying a day. That has come down 90 percent. You think about schools were closed, now schools are open. Think about businesses were closed, now businesses are open. And it's because of the work that this administration has done. Now, what he has been very consistent about is that we have to continue to have a front foot on this so we have the funding so that we are ahead of this, of any other, you know, as we look at future vaccines and future treatments, we need to make sure that we are ready for that as we're also leading, as we're talking uh, the backdrop of UNGA, as we're leading globally as well. So staying with the theme of the president's interview the other night, uh, he also said, I'm going to read this to you, who's asked about inflation, and he downplayed uh, the change to okay, the 8.3. Okay, we can stop right there. We just want to uh, stay within the context of the pandemic. Yeah, he, he, he had a bunch of gobbledygook to say on the inflation as well. I don't understand that rationale. Well, we got to understand, he was walking through, a, uh, through all, uh, all hallways of a Detroit auto show so that somehow makes his comment less relevant or it doesn't give any fish. I'm not understanding this. Yeah, I get it. He hasn't de- officially declared it as over. And therefore, a lot of these emergency provisions can be lifted. But when he said when he came in, he says, well, we're, we're going to shut down. 
we're going to shut down the virus. Well, when President Trump left office, almost 400,000 people have died. And people kept bringing that number up. Well, now it's been over a million. So he didn't shut down the virus. And she's talking about, oh, we're finally getting kids back in school. Yeah, no thanks to your, your Department of Education and the head of the teachers union, Randy Weingarten, who you, com- who you continually uh, align with. So I, I just, again, I, I don't understand that rationale that, that well, you, you know, the statement doesn't matter because he was walking through the halls of, a, uh, of an auto show. A Detroit auto show. You know, it's kind of the same rationale, whereas, you know, you're you, you want to kill grandma if you go ahead with your high school graduation ceremony or protest government overreach. But somehow the virus is immune from spreading if you're protesting on behalf of social justice, because that's a, a greater uh, human health crisis is racism and bigotry. So if you protest that, yeah, you're good. I mean, it's, it's almost like the same rationale. So but. Let, let's just be honest what, what this really is. They, they, need, they need this uh, pandemic to stay in place. You know, uh, Charles C.W. Cook at National Review said that, very same, said that very thing in a piece entitled Biden Needs the Pandemic. And I'll read a little bit about that. Uh, is Joe Biden the president of the United States? Those who have noticed the frequency with which the man's statements are corrected, clarified, or flat-out repudiated might be forgiven for wondering. It remains unclear whether this president will elect to run for a second term, but if he does, his political advertising team would do well to adopt as his slogan, Joe Biden 2024. He didn't really mean that. The latest round of federal rectifications was prompted by an emphatic declaration that President Biden offered up in last Sunday's episode of 60 Minutes. We still have a problem with COVID, Biden told CBS Scott Pelley. We're still doing a lot of work on it, but the pandemic is over. To which an astonishing number of people in Biden's orbit responded, No, it's damn well not. Within hours, an unnamed White House official told CNN that the president's comments do not mark a change in policy. On MSNBC the other day, Biden's Surgeon General Vivek Murthy felt the need to explain at length that what the president is reflecting today, the White House... Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre urged us all to take a step back for a second and alter our perceptions of what we saw during that interview. Reflecting on the fracas, political offered up a pithy summary of the incident and indeed of the broader tendency on display. Biden declared the pandemic over, the outlet recorded before adding his COVID team says, ah, it's more complicated. Hey, just just go back the just in the past year not even not even the entire year uh 2022 alone let's go back to uh march march of 2022 white house attempts to walk back biden stating putin can't stay in power remember that he says ah vladimir putin you can't stay in power which some might kind of interpret that as hostility toward putin you know better not cross this red line remember his boss said that about syria Using chemical weapons as a red line we just can't cross. Well, Syria crossed it, and what did we do? Nothing. How about in May, at the end of May? White House walks back, Biden ruling out rockets for Ukraine. And then, of course, we have just this past week, White House says COVID-19 policy unchanged despite Biden's comments that the pandemic is over. And, oh, yeah, another another six, another gem from 60 Minutes I didn't even address. Biden says U.S. troops would defend Taiwan. White House backtracks remarks. Uh, this has to be the equivalent of workers who work in a parade and they walk behind those big horses with pooper scoopers. That's That's got to be what it feels like for the Biden White House. Because they're constantly cleaning up his messes. And when they do, they do kind of walk back some of his comments and the president is asked about it. He kind of gets a little crotchety old man in him. So, no, I said what I said. You know, so there is definitely got to be some tension in the halls of the uh, of the White House and, and in particular the Oval Office because they feel the need to correct him. And he was asked about that in 60 Minutes too, and he says, ah, I'm, you know, I don't like saying what my age is, but I feel as good as ever. Well, all evidence is the contrary, Mr. President. So at the end of the day, 
if you're wondering why the press continually or the uh, handlers continually shoo the press out of the out of the Oval Office, or when the press shouts questions to him when he's walking across the White House lawn and he doesn't pay any attention to him, this is why right here. So. Uh, the Biden administration, they're going to need a shorter leash. Let's just put it that way. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And you can also check us out on our Facebook page where we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code S-A-L-E-M. Use code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cash back not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Now, almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. You know, that's the song of the Cardinal, and Cardinal happens to be my last name. Hi, it's Bob Cardinal with Calhoun Companies. If you're considering buying or selling a business, I'll walk with you. From defining an exit strategy to succession planning for peace of mind and to ensure the process goes smoothly, put my three decades of business buying and selling experience to work. Call 952-564-3806. 952-564-3806. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Hey, uh, folks, before I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, say that I want to give a uh, deep gratitude, express deep gratitude and thank you for your support of the Here to Help campaign. Uh, the, this past week, we raised over $27,000 to support the life-changing programs offered by the Salvation Army. Your donation is already at work right here in the Twin Cities, providing rent assistance, emergency shelters, supportive housing programs, and more, because no family should have to choose between rent and food. So due to your due to your generosity, families can regain stability and remain in their homes. So thanks again to Jaratom Medical and most of all, thank you because Jaratom Medical 
vowed to match each and every dollar that we raised for our Here to Help campaign in coordination with the Salvation Army. Lee Michaels and I were out at the uh, Citadel location just outside of downtown St. Paul on Friday evening. We had an absolute blast, very uplifting to listen to the personal testimonies of those who have benefited greatly from the Salvation Army's programs. Again, they aren't looking for a handout. They're looking for a hand up. I mean, these people were very resourceful and self-sufficient, and it takes a lot to ask for help when you need it, but it was there for them, and they used it to get their lives in order and move forward. And as a result, they go ahead and share their experience with other people who are having difficult times, and as a result, those people come to the Salvation Army. And really, that's what it's all about is Salvation Army using first and foremost the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to witness to people and tell them about the powerful, uh, just give a powerful testimony about Christ's love and what he has done for us. That is where it's, that's where it's really at, and the Salvation Army continues to change lives decades and decades later. It's like I told Lee on the air uh, I just wanted to listen to testimonies the whole hour and a half because they were they were very powerful. So, again, thank you uh, for donating. And, by the way, I believe uh, Consigliere, it's still up at the the link is still up at the website. Uh, the Patriot. They can absolutely still give, absolutely. Fantastic. AM1280thepatriot.com. You'll see the Here to Help banner right there at the top of the website. Click on there. And remember, if you feel like, well, I only got 10, 20 bucks to give, you know what? Multiply that times two because it's going to be matched by Geritom Medical, our very valued sponsor that helped put on the broadcast. I believe well. the match did run out on Friday. It did run out on Friday. It did run out on Friday. That's, okay. That's okay. okay. But uh, you can still give, and we fell a little bit short of our goal. We're going to be mentioning it this week as well. So if you didn't have a chance or you put it off, you can still go make a gift, and it will have an impact. It's tax deductible. All that still applies. So. Fantastic. Why? Well, I appreciate the clarification on that. Well, again, like I say, if, all you have, if you say, well, all I have is 10 or $20, believe me. They are making that stretch uh, and are making it work. That is, that's not a problem. So, as Consigliere said, uh, take advantage of that tax uh, deduction as well. So, am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner. Uh, and, again, the, the, match is, uh, the match is expired, but nevertheless, we thank Geritom Medical for their valued partnership there. want to get back to some uh, show content. So, Stacey Abrams is set to lose her second consecutive gubernatorial election uh, to Brian Kemp, yeah, she did lose in 2018, despite the fact she never offered up a concession speech. Uh, that was an open race uh, for governor. Brian Kemp now has a record four years as governor of Georgia. They were one of the states the states to o- reopen earliest. I think they were only shut down for a few weeks when the pandemic first began in mid-March of 2020. Brian Kemp, even at the discouragement of the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, still reopened Georgia, and he was roundly criticized for that. You even had, I forget which publication it was, I think it was The Atlantic, saying that Brian Kemp is offering up an experiment in human sacrifice by opening up the state of Georgia so quickly. And you know what? The state of Georgia, uh, yeah, they were hit by the COVID pandemic, and yeah, they had some challenges with it, but their death rate was lower than that of states like New York and New Jersey who had some of the more harsh, strict restrictions. So uh, I say that it was a success. And as a result, Georgia is, the one, is one state that has continued to thrive economically and really didn't suffer the economic catastrophe that other states may have. And so he has a record. And as a result, uh, he's going to be reelected pretty handily this November. Well, Stacey Abrams, apparently, uh, I don't know where this was. This was a uh, Ed Morrissey, our Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, uh, wrote about this at Hot Air. Uh, she was at some sort of gathering where she has thoughts on a heartbeat bills, which uh, have been passed in many states, including Georgia, whereas... Well, a heartbeat is typically detected uh, six weeks after conception. And Stacey Abrams doesn't agree with the heartbeat bill, and her rationale was uh, kind of head-scratching. Cut number three, Consigliere. It's a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to 
have taken control of a woman's body away from her. There is no. Okay, uh, the audio wasn't the greatest, but uh, I'll just read her quote verbatim. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. I see we're going with the old kitchen sink strategy here. You know, Stacey Abrams knows she's going to lose. I mean, how bad is it for Stacey Abrams? She's getting... Uh, she's projected to get about 79% or excuse me, 89%, excuse me, 89% of the black vote. People say, oh my God, that's a lot. Well, yeah, but she got like 97% back in 2018. So those are disastrous numbers for a Democrat candidate. When a Republican can get close to double digits black support, which Brian Kemp is going to get. So she's not doing as well as black voters as she ought to. She's going to lose. I mean, let's, that's just a fait accompli. So why she's deciding to go with this particular strategy is kind of a head scratcher. Because at the end of the day, Georgia, while it has become purplish, uh, it's still not a blue state. And it certainly isn't radical. It certainly isn't uh, radical leftist. Well, Pradeep. Shankar, Pradeep Shankar, he is a radiologist, and he specializes in public health policy. He uh, he had some things to say about this, and this was an excellent tweet thread regarding uh, what a heartbeat really is about. He says, uh, Stacey Abrams, if you wish to be educated, I'd be more than happy to show you the actual heartbeat of a six-week-old fetus. It's not an imaginary thing, no matter how much you want it to be. Uh, and look how Democrats are perfectly happy with Stacey Abrams spreading scientific misinformation to young people who are nodding along even though they are being told a lie. Apparently, misinformation only matters when it is inconvenient. Yeah, that's an excellent point, by the way. Uh, remember uh, any opinions that uh, conservatives had about COVID was flagged for misinformation, particularly about the vaccines? where they were talking about, you know, that this isn't a vaccine in the true definition of it because its efficacy only lasts so many months. It was flagged for misinformation. Turns out they were right. Because less than a year later, you had to get a booster, and they're recommending you get a COVID booster every year. I digress. So Pradeep Shankar put together a terrific tweet thread on this. He says, now, is the fetal heart fully developed? Of course not, but it is still contracting in the process of its development. I could through I could go through the embryology of this, but I hated embryology. Note that by five weeks, the fetal heart has four chambers in aortic tract and contracts. What many doctors say that this is a manufactured sound means you can't hear it with a stethoscope, which is meaningless because then why even use a stethoscope? Why not just put your ear to the belly or as they did hundreds of years ago. Ultrasound picks up density and motion. It can certainly pick up cardiac contraction. And furthermore, ultrasound does not pick up electrical activity. This is another bit of a misinformation. The contractions are obvious if you actually, you know, look. That is why so many oppose ultrasounds prior to abortions. They want to hide the scientific reality. If you want to support abortion, fine, but don't lie about what you are doing. So that pretty much spells it out right there. It has nothing to do with the sound. When you look at an ultrasound, it's very it's very apparent the flicker that goes on in the chamber where the heart is. You know, and nobody is suggest you know, and people say, well, six weeks, it's not viable outside the womb. Well, nobody is suggesting that it is. That's a straw man. And uh, Ed Morrissey, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, writes at Hot Air that a live science essay noted uh, that they oppose fetal heartbeat bills, noted that it's more of a proto-heartbeat in the embryonic stage. Stethoscopes can't pick it up. But even this essay notes that the flutter is, in fact, organic and able to be picked up by more modern technology. Again, this is from a live essay, which, again... Uh, or excuse me, Live Science, they published an essay, and Live Science opposes fetal heartbeat bills, but nevertheless, this is what they have to say about the cardiac activity. 
Rather, at six weeks of pregnancy, an ultrasound can detect a little flutter in the area that will become the future heart of the baby, said Dr. Saima Aftab, medical director of the Fetal Care Center at Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami. This flutter happens because the group of cells that will become the future pacemaker of the heart gain the capacity to fire electrical signals, she said. But the heart is far from fully formed at this stage, and the beat isn't audible. If doctors put a stethoscope up to a woman's belly this early on in her pregnancy, they would not hear a heartbeat, Aftab told Life Science. What's more, it isn't until the eighth week of pregnancy that the baby is called a fetus. Prior to that, it's still considered an embryo, according to the Cleveland Clinic. It's been only in the last few decades that doctors have even been able to detect this flutter at six weeks thanks to the use of more sophisticated ultrasound technologies, Aftab said. Previously, the technology wasn't advanced enough to detect the flutter that early on in pregnancy. Although a lot of weight seems to be put on the detection of this flutter, by no means does it translate to viability of the heart or viability of the pregnancy, Aftab said. To which Ed Morrissey replies, well, no one claims that it equates to viability either or that the presence of a beat or flutter means that the heart is anything else or anything else is fully formed. The argument behind so-called heartbeat bills is that the presence of that beat or flutter shows a firm signal of human life and that human life should be protected once determined. It's a scientific and observational marker that makes it clear that the embryo is far from an undifferentiated clump of cells. That's the favorite phrase the left likes to use. Indistinguishable from the mother that, abor- that abortion advocates claim and a demonstration of differentiation into clearly human organs. So at the end of the day... This is what leftists get wrong. No one is trying to control women's bodies. This is a chanting point. It's a straw man. What pro-life advocates are saying is like, look, this is evidence that there is activity, cardiac activity taking place, that if allowed to form, continue to form, and continue to grow inside the womb, yes, then it becomes a viable human being. Now, if there is no heartbeat, if it's not detected, Okay, then it's likely that you're it you're going through a miscarriage, that the baby will not be viable. But that baby or that embryo or how or, or the medical terminology that they're calling it, not even a fetus at that point, but at six weeks is still an embryo. Okay. Pro life advocates are arguing, well, if allowed to fully form, it will become a viable human being, so therefore we believe that that has the right of personhood, and therefore all of the rights allowed human beings included protection from being killed. That's the pro-life argument. You can disagree with that all you want, and yeah, let's have that debate. But the idea that Stacey Abrams is saying, well, it's a manufactured sound to uh, benefit the patriarchy's argument of having control over women's bodies or something. That shows you are not very secure in your argument. And you are, and now you're seeing very clearly why pro-abortion advocates uh, oppose pregnant women being shown an ultrasound of their fetus. Because then they might say, whoa, maybe I don't want to go through this abortion after all because, holy cow, that is slowly but surely becoming a viable human being. So now you understand why uh, the pro-abortion crowd opposes that. I'm, I'm thinking, why, why, why would you oppose something like that? Why not give them an idea of what they're doing, what they're, what they're aborting, so to speak? Okay, well, now, now you understand why. And then one final thought, and I'll wrap up here. Uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, they got the, uh, the chanting points memo uh, because on their website, uh, one of the second line on the website talking about what happens during week five to six of the pregnancy. The second line, a very basic beating heart and circulatory system develop. Well, then within literally hours after Stacey Abrams made her statement, it went from that. It went from a very basic beating heart and circulatory system develop in weeks five to six to a part of the embryo starts to show cardiac, t- cardiac 
activity. It sounds like a heartbeat and an ultrasound, but it's not a fully formed heart. It's the earliest stage of the heart developing. So you can see that the progs and plant parenthood very much in coordination over this. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And be sure to check out our live stream running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on, 952-209-2929. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Edina. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Short segment, so I better get to it. So this uh, past week on that uh, shrill fest known as The View, where you have typically four or five leftists and a token Republican, and I put Republican in scare quotes because every Republican they have on there is adamantly opposed to Trump, which is fine, but it just feeds into their anti-Trump obsession, even though Trump's not president anymore. Anyways, oi, oi, gross. So uh, Sonny Hostin is one of the leftists on the panel, and she was responding to token Republican Alyssa Farah, Alyssa Farah had the the discussion was about former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who also served in the Trump administration as U.N. ambassador. And Alyssa Farah was making some point about uh, Nikki Haley and how she was an effective governor in South Carolina. 
And then Sonny Hostin, um, because she doesn't have any intellectual prowess, apparently, or any intellectual response to this, uh, decided to go after Nikki Haley personally. Consigliere, if we have cut number four, here we go. Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. Is that it? There's got to be more than that. No, it froze on me. One second here. Okay. So, Sonny, yeah, Sonny Hostin was, uh, Alyssa Farah was talking about Nikki Haley's tenure as governor, and Sonny Hostin, you heard the beginning, he says, well, well what's, her, what's her real name again? What's her real name again? So, uh, John, let me know when that's uh, unfrozen. One moment here. Okay. So, you can probably see where this is going, because uh, Nikki Haley is of uh, uh, Indian descent. I think, uh, I think she's second generation. Her parents were, uh, were from India. And uh, she goes by uh, Nikki. So apparently Sonny Hostin was going to use that as a uh, personal attack against her. And I really wish we had that clip. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's completely frozen. Okay. I apologize. Never mind. Never mind. So anyways, uh, I'll just I'll just break it down for you. Sonny Hostin says, well, what's her real name again? And it's like, uh, I don't know if Alyssa Farr answered, but her her first name is Nimrata. That's her given first name. She's saying, oh, kind of funny. uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, apparently ashamed of her roots, you know, so one of these uh, uh, so pro-American that she can't even uh, go by her real first name because she was afraid she wouldn't be accepted in the Republican Party or something along those lines. Well, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, is literally her middle name. She goes by her middle name. And how ironic is that? That uh, Do we have that, John? No? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Forget it. Gas it. Uh, how ironic that uh, Sonny Hostin made this attack. Her given birth name is Asuncion Hostin. Sonny isn't any part of her name. That's a nickname. So why are you afraid of your heritage, Sonny? Or Asuncion? Whatever your... Uh, whatever your real name is. Uh, okay, go ahead. We got Nikki it. Haley was an incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. There is some, there are some of by. us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Sonny, so I don't that think we that's don't fair. Have, you go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to say it. Most Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the undereducation. So there you have it. Berg's eighth law of diversity, American progressives' reaction to one of their constituents. Uh, is indistinguishable from a sociopathic disorder. Hour number one in the books, hour number two, coming back in mere moments. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, 
please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. AM1280, the Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.